The following presentation represents the opinions of Tracy Turner and her guests to the show and website. The information presented should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Tracy Turner is a licensed clinical mental health counselor supervisor with over 25 years of experience working with families who have children suffering from complex developmental trauma. Tracy uses counseling psychology modalities such as movement therapy, yoga, EMDR, and a deep spiritual perspective. Join us today as Tracy shares her techniques, knowledge, and guidance to bring more forgiveness, gratitude, and joy into your daily life. Welcome, everyone. Um, we are back for another episode of Reactive Attachment Disorder Parenting. Uh, we have, as always, we have Tracy Turner with us, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, supervisor in North Carolina, based out of North Carolina. And Tracy, I'm so excited that you are with us today in the studio because we're going to talk about something that maybe a lot of parents don't know. We're going to talk about home intensives. Wow. Um, they used to be really popular and they've kind of fallen away, but I think with COVID and people being at home and tensions are a little bit higher, I thought it would be a good time to bring that back up to the surface and, and maybe um, remind some people that knew about it before. But I think there's some people that don't know. So um, thank you for joining us again. And, and uh, let's talk about some intensives. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, I think you're right. You know, with COVID, people are recognizing, well, we could use a little help in the house here. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, let's talk about what do we mean when we say intensive, because the word itself is intense. And so um, I think some people might be going, ooh, that might sound like, you know, it's hard or, or something. So can you give us just like a, a really high level overview of what a home intensive really is? Yeah. So quickly, in a nutshell, I would say an intensive is imagine Mary Poppins and the super nanny combined together. Right. And, and it's and it's like my, having me come into your home and help you set up um, boundaries uh, so that you can create a structure so that you can have some security and sense of uh, safety to be able to then be able to make the connection with your kid. And sometimes when things at, at home are chaotic or you're constantly reacting to your child or your child's reacting to you and you're getting into power struggles. You just get onto that hamster wheel where it goes around and around and around and it's just, it's wearing and it's exhausting and you're kind of like, oh, we got through another day. The kid's finally asleep. Um, and then that happens nonstop. So my job is to kind of come in, break that cycle, reset the, um, the family milieu, um, reset the energy, put mom and dad in, in charge and have the child feel good about mom and dad being in charge. And, um, and sometimes, you know, not sometimes, a lot of times it gets worse before it gets better, um, right? When you're changing your routine, mm -hmm. like in anything, we don't like it. I don't like it when I have to change my routine, right? right. The doctor says, hey, you need to stop eating gluten. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to be real happy about it. So it's kind of, you got to understand that sometimes when you come in and I come in and I'm like revamping everything, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's that's why we sort of do it intensively, right? Because you try to do that on a 90 minute session once a week, you go home, you try to put it into place and you sort of get it, but you don't really. And then you kind of fall back into old patterns. 
So it's kind of like my going in and taking, looking into your kitchen cabinet, kind of like, okay, I'm gonna take all the gluten out. Yes. Right. And now you have nothing. And now here we go. Let's start. So it sounds like really a kickstart um, or a kick in the pants, depending right. on what it is, um, <laughs> to to being on the right track. So how long does a, does an in-home intensive usually take? Is it a couple hours? Is, what what does that usually look like? Yeah, good question. And that can vary. If you've been working with me for a while and you've put a lot of things into place, it could be an afternoon or my coming in for a, a you know for a meal like dinner time or bedtime. With any of those transition times that are kind of sticky and tough. Um, sometimes if you've been working with me for a while and things are just, we're kind of at a standstill and we need to revamp, then it could take all day, you know, which would could be like anywhere from 12 hours. Um, I have done intensives where I come in, you know, I come in on Thursday afternoon and you see me leave on Sunday. So I'm kind of like uh, Mary Poppins that's staying with you and coming in and helping you resort things. Um, I've done, I've been in people's homes for as much as 10 days at a time. Wow. Um, and that's when there's a lot of therapy happening. There's a lot of trauma that needs to be reworked. There's a lot of the narrative therapy that needs to take place. Um, there's a lot of couples therapy that needs to take place. There's a lot of sibling work that needs to take place. And sometimes it's just easier, especially if you live out of the state or you live far away, um, which most of my clients do. Um, you know, it's hard to come into the office and you have to drive an hour and a half to anywhere from three hours to you live on the California coast sure. um, to come in. So, uh, or you have more than one kid. Yeah. Um, you know, so then it's easier for me. It's easier for, to just have one person come in versus everybody move. And sure. it's also nice to have me come into your home because that's where the change needs to take place. Mm -hmm. And you come into the office and we can go through it and work through it in the office, but it's not quite the same. Sure. Uh, making, making, you know, folding towels in my office is not quite the same as folding your own towels in your own house. Um, right, right. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, somebody that's working with you a while, or maybe you're at a standstill. Is this, a, is an intensive something that people should start right away with in therapy or should they be a client for a while? Yeah, that's another really good question. Um, Typically, when I've done it with people who haven't lived in the country, you know, so I haven't met them personally, but we have done a lot of Zoom calls beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I always think it's good to just, you know, meet me in person or, or through Zoom so that, you know, you know, at least what I look like, right? Right. <laughs> you know who to expect to pick up at the airport. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but I also think it's, it's just helpful because I'm going to have you, like, I'm going to give suggestions and go ahead and put that in place. Try it out. See, let me know how, what the, how it goes, how are things moving through? I get to know the ins and outs of your family dynamics, um, your kid's story a little bit, um, where there's a goodness of fit, where there's not a goodness of fit. All that information is usually good for me, to, really good for me to have beforehand because I can get those through weekly meetings. And that then when we get into the intensive, we can jump right in instead okay. of having to do all that information beforehand. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, when I used to do intensives in, a long time ago, when it, you, um, we would, you know, people would just come and we would do that work. So the first three days were really, you know, getting to know each other, setting things up, figuring out the goodness of fit, and then moving into the, you know, more of the more deeper therapy piece. Um, and, you know, exp they're expensive. So sometimes it's easier to kind of do that on a weekly, that first piece on a weekly basis. Sure. So sure. that you're not, um, so that when you get, when I get to your home, you feel like you're really jumping into some work. Sure. So, so walk us through what a typical, uh, if there is such a thing as a typical 
day long intensive with a family, what kind of things would you um, work on or do? What, what might that look like for a family? Yeah, good question. It's always varying. It's kind of like, I'm going to be in the shadows and things like, let's start your morning routine, you know, like, let me know how then I'm going to kind of jump in. It's sort of like, I'm kind of like the microphone in your, in the parent's ear to sort of say, would you go ahead and try this? Um, Mm -hmm. Or if the parent and the child are getting into a power struggle, or if the child is becoming really disrespectful, I'm going to step in and kind of go, that's not a way to treat your mother. Let's go ahead and and, uh, follow my directions. Now you can hang out with me. Um, so I'm kind of helping the parents, I'm kind of holding their hand through what they need to be doing and kind of redirecting and giving them directions on what might work better. And mm-hmm. a lot of that I do beforehand, like I'll meet with the parents beforehand. I don't ever want to make the parents feel badly in front of their child. And I don't ever want to shame the child. Um, so there's a matter of like, let's talk about this beforehand. So I might meet with the parents to sort of say, you know, try this and uh, go ahead and give it now. I'll, I'll be right here to back you up. Um, and I might say the same thing to the parents, I mean, to the child, like, you know, try this. I want you to go ahead and, you know, practice strong sitting with me, practice folding towels, you know, practice saying yes, mom, whatever it might be. And okay, now let's try it, try it with mom. So I'm advocating for both because I'm really advocating for their relationship to, to heal. Okay. Well, that was going to be my next question is, you know, what is it that, that everybody hopes to achieve with, um, with an intensive, what's, what, what would be some great end goals to keep in mind that are realistic? Yeah, that's a really, that's a good question. So the end goal really for an intensive is that the parents and the child feel safe in the home, right? That you're not dreading coming home or you're kind of go, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go with this child going off the wall or the child's not going, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know what's expected. I don't know how to do this. I'm in a power struggle constantly. Mm-hmm. So really calming the milieu of the household down. It's like calming the household nervous system down so that there's, and putting the parents back in charge. I want the parents to be, to think of parenting as a fun thing. It's not always fun all the time, but they're in charge, right? They have a level sure. of like, Hey, no worries. I got this, you know, not, you know, you know, and, and, uh, and that the kid feels like, okay, I can, I, I, I might not like what mom's asking me to do, but I know that it's not going to change. I have, nothing's going to move until I get this done. Right. Right. Um, and we're creating a sense of compassion and empathy and empowerment, right? It's not a power struggle. We're moving from power struggles to empowerment for both the child and the parent. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. What about, um, I know that uh, you've mentioned in the past that um, about other caregivers that are involved with the family. So let's say grandparents or, um, you know, a sister that lives down the street. What kind of role do they have, if any, with, with an intensive? Oh, that's a really good question. If you do have such a thing as neighbors or parents or grandparents or siblings that are willing to be part of your support system, I want them involved. And, and in that case, it would be like, okay, let's have a family, let's have the adult family meeting um, about how, you know, to get everybody on the same page so that the sister doesn't think that mom's being too mean on the kid or the grandparents think that the kids are being too mean on the, on the, on the, on their daughter or whomever. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of conflict and, and tension sometimes created in families by having an attachment disorder child in your home that's only really forcing their, their trauma and their angst onto the mom. And it can happen between couples too. The dad's kind of like, or, you know, the other spouse is kind of like, you know, I don't see that so much. Um, and the other, other spouse is kind of like, you know, I'm pulling my hair out here. Um, 
So in that case, an intensive can be really useful because it's like, let's create that. The first goal would be, let's get everybody on the same page. Sure. Sure. Let's get everybody working towards the same goal, which is strengthening the parent child relationship. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's, let's say you've got, um, a two parent household and, um, the mom is at home, the dad works. Um, does the dad go to work like he normally would, uh, you know, on an, on an intensive day. And then you're just there with mom during the day or, or does dad take the day off and stay home and, and, um, be a part of the process? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a good question as well. Um, so it depends on what's needed. If we're going in and we're dealing with trauma work and we're dealing with um, uh, healing some, like through narrative therapy, and we're healing the trauma of the child and we're, um, and we're trying to create that bond between the, we're strengthening the bond between the mom and child through, through some snuggle time and through some developmental repatterning, great to have dad involved. Definitely have, want dad involved. If we're working on the first part of it, which is setting the safety and security and, and boundaries of the household, then I want it to go as normal. Dad, if, dad, if dad or mom goes to work and the other parent's at home, then let's leave it that way. Um, I want to teach, I want the other parent to be involved so that when you come home, you know how to respond and we're going to practice that. Um, that's why a lot of times I do it over the weekends because typically okay. you know, parents are, all, both parents are home. Sure. Um, so I want a day like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, I'm like, boy, I've, you know, I mean, how it works for you. Uh, yeah. Call me on Monday. <laughs> well, um, let me ask you this too. If, um, let's say you have a kid who is really violent or, um, you know, are, are there things that, that you make recommendations for, um, you know, for the home itself, yeah. um, you know, in, in creating safety and security, what are some other things that you might do as, as part of the intensive? So the physicality of it is too, if you have a child who's explosive, um, violence or not, a, or um, has lack of, lacks impulse control and is all over the place, or they're getting up in the middle of the night and hoarding stuff or destroying things. I had one little kid who went in and took the family pick photos and took the photos out and then ripped them up and then put them back in the frame. So there's a lot of things that kids can get up in the middle of the night and do or, or do when, when either parent's not looking at them. So in that case, that is setting a disaster. That's, sitting, that's creating failure for all people, the child involved and the parent. Um, so I always say, let's assume the worst and let's create a sense of, uh, a conservative sense of security and safety, which means you know, we're, not locking, we're not locking kids in their rooms, but we are definitely putting alarms on their doors and their windows if they, if they, if they have access to getting out of their windows. Um, we're putting cameras up. Um, and it is not about being a jail. It is about, I want to know where you are at all times. My job as your parents to keep you safe. And this way I have eyes all over so that I can keep you safe and know what you're doing. Um, I've had probably 90% of the time, that's never an issue. It, both parents and child feel secure and safe. It's like, oh, okay. Mom knows where I am. When I, when the alarm goes off, she knows I walked out of my room. She's mm -hmm. gonna check on me. And so they sometimes they'll go through like, you know, ringing their alarm several times. Um, and it's just a learning curve. Sure. Um, yeah. So and then how do we set up natural and logical consequences for that 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 um, use what I, you know, uh, use a lot of love and logic uh, uh, techniques that help so that you're like, hey, you know. 
feel yeah. free to ring that alarm as many times as you need to, because my yard really needs a lot of raking. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so after an intensive, um, what is, what is aftercare look like? Um, you know, I imagine it changes the dynamic of, uh, therapy a little bit or a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what can that look like to, you know, and is there a follow-up intensive often needed? What, what does that kind of look like? Yeah. Um, so after the intensive, we kind of go back to, you know, once a week meetings, um, sometimes, um, and then we kind of like, we can, and sometimes we need to kind of, you know, have, you know, it's always sometimes initially you might need me to come back if you're not too, too far away for like, Oh, look, Tracy, Miss Tracy just popped in for Friday dinner. Um, so, um, so yeah, you know, therapy before we do an intensive therapy afterwards and we kind of wean off and then, and sometimes there's long periods of times when they don't, they don't, you know, I don't see the family or the kids. Um, and then a developmental blip happens and they're kind of like, they, you know, I always get calls back. I've been in this field for 35 years. It's like, all right, we need, you know, we're, we're, we're having a rough spot right here. It's like, no problem. Come back into the office Mm -hmm. and, or I can just pop into your house if it's, you know, if it's, if it works. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but there's definitely a before the intensive and then there's an after, you know, I just, yeah. Excellent. Um, so how would, um, you know, how would somebody know if they might be a good candidate for, uh, having an intensive? What are, what are some of the signs, symptoms, kind of things that they could go, Oh yeah, that's me. That might be a good plan for us. Yeah. Um, when, uh, mom is mom, who's typically whomever the mom figure is, is typically exhausted, like Mm -hmm. just like literally figuratively, um, and emotionally just exhausted. Um, uh, when you're seriously thinking about, boy, can I throw this kid out with the bathwater? Um, and, uh, when there's a lot of tension, right. And it's always nice to, to start to begin therapy before we get to that point, because that's kind of like, now you're kind of in crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, so ideally it's always nice to kind of go, I can see we're kind of building up to like things not going well. Um, you know, it's like, it's kind of like feeling the symptoms of feeling sick and treating it before you have to have like major surgery type of thing. Yes. But I, a lot of times it's their parents are already in the, and they're already in the sinkhole, you know, they're already sinking. Um, and that's when intensive could be really useful. It's kind of like, okay, we need to reset a lot of things here. Um, okay. And sometimes before that, um, you know, sometimes a kid just needs um, respite and or um, to be in residential care. Uh, mm-hmm. So that gets assessed as well too. I imagine parents. that's that's a hard thing for parents to come to terms with sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so any, any final thoughts or, or anything I missed? Um, for what people should know uh, about intensives or considering an intensive? Um, yeah, let's see. I think we've covered a lot of it. Um, I think, you know, uh, calling and asking questions, um, mm-hmm. kind of realizing that it's not be bashful about it. Like if, you know, you just feel like, you know, boy, I, I don't enjoy going home. I'm really, you know, the, the kids are, and I'm not having, I'm not having fun with my kid. I'm like my energy with my spouse is kind of off. Um, I've isolated, like my friends don't see me anymore. I don't see my friends anymore. My family's really at odds with me because they don't like the way I parent my kid or they don't like the way my kid's treating me. You're in, you're due for an intensive. You're, if nothing else, you're due for a therapy session. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I imagine there's, there is some degree of, um, 
guilt maybe for um, a parent to admit that they're not enjoying being with their kid. And, and, you know, so um, I love that you encourage people to just ask and just, you know, be upfront about what's going on. So, right. I'm glad you bring that up because I really, um, I really want people to hear that I am not, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really is, you know, when I want parents to be able to see on it, be able to be honest with me and say, look, I don't like my kid. I'm not even sure I want to parent this kid anymore. How, what, you know, and I've had parents who have been like, I, I'm not sure that this kid can live in my home ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's assess this. Let's see what's workable. Um, and let's see. So sometimes that's true. Uh, uh, especially if you get a sibling group, right? You get a mm. sibling group and, you've, and they all have varying degrees of trauma and attachment disorder. That's a lot. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, don't ever feel badly about, or even when you have a blended family or you're, you know, you're, you know, your kid's a bio kid and you're like, this shouldn't be happening. It's like, no, it does. It's okay. You know, let's, yeah. let's take a look at it and see. It's not always a goodness of fit. Um, yeah. And where can we smooth the edges out a little bit so that, um, it's not only toler- more tolerable, but it's a little bit more enjoyable. That's a great goal. That's a great goal. Well, um, Tracy, if somebody wants to talk to you about therapy or setting an intensive, uh, reach out to you via email, rad at fullcirclefamilycounseling.com. Or um, I imagine they could go to the website, fullcirclefamilycounseling.com as well. Uh, You have lots of, lots of great podcasts available there for those who have not visited yet. So, uh, you know, please continue to listen and uh, see what other good nuggets that Tracy has to offer. In the meantime, this has been a production of Full Circle Family Counseling, and we're glad you joined us. And we will look forward to having you join us next time. Thanks. This presentation has been brought to you by Full Circle Family Counseling. Full Circle Family Counseling is a private outpatient counseling center based in North Carolina, serving families with children with RAD, complex trauma, attachment, and behavioral issues. FCFC offers intensive therapy for RAD, parenting classes, couples therapy, and individual therapy. For more information or to schedule an appointment, email RAD at fullcirclefamilycounseling.com or call 919-533-7590. Learn more at www.fullcirclefamilycounseling.com.